I'm super, super, super excited to tell you about my sponsor, Southwest Trading Company. Southwest Trading Company is a native-owned business located at 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Southwest Trading Company, you need to go check them out. Right now, if you can, or after this podcast, or during the podcast, but either way, go check that store out. They have a lot of great items from different artists from all around, like jewelry, blankets, art, clothing, cedar boxes, indigenous home decor, car accessories, totes, and so much more. You could spend hours in this store. I'm not kidding. I went to the first time and I think I spent like maybe a couple hours maybe just looking around at everything they have. I mean, it's so unique. If you haven't yet, Southwest Trading Company also has a Facebook page. So if you have not yet, go like it and follow their page to keep up with all new items and events they have going on at the store. Once again, I'm super excited that we get to build together. The location for Southwest Trading Company is 1306 East 11th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Go check it out, everybody. Thank you. For the shooters, get them boys a home. Stack that paper to the ceiling, what the fuck I'm on? Told my baby, come see me with a couple peas. I'm in a mansion, posted with a couple G's. Make the ground shake anytime I walk around. This for the old time's sake, before I touch the pound. PR fuck with me, told her mama hold it down. This shit a real hard life, we all know it now. Drama came through buzzing, this shit been a war zone. All of the rough edges, PRs, we on. FT, motherfucking P, we still outside. Germ Crow still thugging, said peace to the outside. Pain been heavy on my mind, burning trees up. When them boys come for me, but they freeze up. I'ma be up on the island with my feet up. From the dirty parts of cloth, but they need us. Feel the change start to come, we getting money now. Show them all illegal hustle, drop a couple thou. Took a break from rapping, really had to walk my talk. Now everybody get to watch us. At the fucking top. G's got the throne, baby. G's got the throne. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oki Podcast. On this episode, I have a very good friend of mine, my brother right here. He goes by the name of Wheatgo. He is an indigenous hip hop artist and he is an entrepreneur as well. So, what's going on, bro? What up, everybody? Uh, thankful to be on the platform. I've heard a lot of dope things and I've actually tuned in on my own and love this, what's going on and definitely happy to be a part of it. Definitely. Most definitely, man. Thank you for coming on, making time. You know, we've always known each other, but you know, we've kind of, we've, we've been on the move, you know, and, and we live in different States now, but it's cool to reconnect and then just catch up and let everybody know who you are, man. Yeah, definitely cool to to catch back up with you and you know admire the brand that you you've created. Uh, speaking of brands, in the time that uh, we've we've left college and all that, I've start I've uh, started my journey in branding. So uh, I've 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 been uh, set out to be just like be in branding originally. So when I met you in a Santa Fe I was on a journey to become a graphic designer uh, who was doing spray street art in my spare time 
and I think I've just like you have uh, picked up a lot of different trades and built a lot of stuff along the way and uh in the time <clears throat> since uh I believe you probably set out and going to New Mexico to discover what you've discovered as well you know mm -hmm. so I've I've uh, recently been up to music. I've always been doing music. I'm a music artist, rapper specifically, hip hop artist and entrepreneur. I've had a handful of companies that I've wanted to started, start for a long time. And I've actually been putting in that work uh, as of the last five years actually doing the work so i've been pretty busy um a lot of uh inspiration came from new mexico leaving the reservation going to new mexico how did you end up at ia everybody has a story about how they ended up at ia oh man i have like this crazy, ultra crazy story uh, uh, maybe a more professional story um <laughs> you know it's pick or choose right i I'm from Pine Ridge Reservation. So I, I, if you ask me if I would have been here before I came, went to New Mexico, went to II, um, no, I, I don't, I sure had big dreams, but I never perceived myself actually being there. <laughs> so when I, and then honestly, when I went to I, I, I was involved in the street life really just trying to get out of street life so around you know let's see i was about 20 years old when i actually left the reservation and uh seeking up you know i had big dreams of going to art school and becoming uh honestly becoming what i am i always wanted to be what i am today but uh <clears throat> i had a lot of obstacles what drove me specifically to New Mexico, I, uh, as a kid, had spent a lot of time on the highway, um, you know, doing things that I shouldn't have. So I was exposed to I-25 early on in my teenage years. So I was well aware of uh, what it took to drive to New Mexico so many so much wild events happened before i even decided to go i actually applied to a lot of different schools um when i applied to all these art schools one of them was uh the art institute in denver and i i took all the steps and taking out seventy-eight thousand dollars in loans yeah. to get my associates at the art institute um what was actually going to seal the deal was <clears throat> I needed to show up for orientation. I was about 17. No, I was about 18, actually. And I, by, by the time I was 18, I was already known for, uh, I wasn't known. I was pretty infamous. And I, uh, I was, I needed to make it to my orientation in Denver. And I, I had one of my high school friends who was a female. You know, hey, I honestly, I was out of the street life. I, I I quit everything I was doing. I really ran out of money. I had no money. 
no real direction and besides wanting to go to art school and become a designer a graphic designer and I love branding I didn't realize I love branding I knew what I liked wanted to make logos and wanted to start companies at that time so I had hired her to take me to Denver and you know aside from that just a lot of crazy crime a lot of like I was tired uh like I could I couldn't sleep in one spot I was getting shot at I was in, involved in a lot of uh, crazy altercations that really drove me to want to leave so I was that was like my last chance to try to get out of there and um we're driving down the road to Denver finally and I was gonna uh, pay for a room I had enough money to pay for a room pay for gas and get to this orientation and just see what happened and I you know if you know the street life like you you should never spend your re-up money I was spending my re-up money going to the art institute and uh I we're on the road we're about halfway there and I fell asleep all of a sudden uh I wake up and we're I, I could tell that this route I'm on this route a lot to uh to I-25 from my reservation and I could tell we're going the wrong way when I wake up. Mm. I could tell we're going back to the reservation. And my first thought was, what the fuck's going on? I look over to uh, at my friend and she she said, uh, my parents called me and they believe that you're taking me on a drug run. And I tried to tell them the truth and they don't believe me and they don't believe you. So the orientation people was we get back to the res. I know there's nothing I could do or say, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I at that point I spent my money, so I couldn't even make any type of going back into where my enemies are. Got rid of all my weapons, like I had no weapons. Got I had no money, and I was headed right back into the trenches. <laughs> Man, and pretty devastated, and it gave. Uh, honestly gave me a lot of uh, feelings of wanting to just go harder in the street. Like, damn, see, that's why I don't do nothing good. That's why I don't try to blah, blah, blah. That's why I don't try to do nothing good. Look where it got me. And at that time, it was like I could have died the next day or could have died that night just being seen by the wrong person. And honestly, I at that point, I turned around and I started applying to all types of different places, man. I I I was one of them, and they were the first to accept me. And so I just uh, I turned away and seen my sister, and I just told her the truth. And she was at that point didn't believe me. A lot of people didn't believe me that I was trying to do something good or better. So she didn't believe me, and I had to talk to about three, four days. You know, I lost lost the whole everything I had going on with the art institute. You know, they were calling me that night saying, you know, hey, uh, there's only so many slots available and we spent like three, four weeks talking to you and trying to solidify what we had going on with you. And uh, you no-showed a little upset with me. And so that whole $78,000 loan I was trying to take out, I just totally backed out on all of that. And I believe I had like a hundred dollars left. It was enough to get my for my sister to put gas and put gas in her tank to get me there. 
And at this time was crazy. Me asking to borrow money was crazy because I was never, you know, I was in the street life. I didn't, I had my own money. So I had last hundred dollars and we borrowed my mom's car and my sister took me and I had to tell them, you know, I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to be done. Like I got nothing now. I don't have anything. And she takes me, bro. And she drops me off <laughs> at, uh, let's see. I drove the whole way. I drove to Santa Fe and she slept the whole way. We got family down there too. So it, was a, it wasn't like we were completely going into the darkness alone. We knew where we was going. But I drove into Santa Fe, my, my, really my first time in the town of Santa Fe. And the GPS took me right downtown. The small roads uh, looks like, like a real, like a replica of what it might look like in villages in Mexico. Real small roads, the adobe style buildings, and kind of a culture shock. Also, my first blast of real inspiration uh, coming from coming out of where I was coming from. I was more excited to be broke and out there in the world than to have money and looking over my shoulder every other second. I knew there that I didn't have anybody that was looking for me. I got downtown and I let her drive. I said, I really don't know where to go from here. You know, GPS at that time, this was 2011. GPS at that time was not on your phone, that's for sure. Yeah. We didn't have iPhones. And uh, she GPSs us to... I, I drives me out there. She stayed with me long enough for us to get um, Panda Express. And she's like, all right, well, I got this. We got MoneyGram of, I believe, $100 MoneyGram. And, she, and we ate that Panda, and she just drove straight back. I stayed there, and uh, oddly enough, that's where I had the time away from, from home to uh, – develop myself you know develop myself uh outside of um being reckless and immature and i uh, promised myself from that moment like i before i even figured what was going on there i promised myself i wasn't gonna go back to the street life so ever since then everything's been off strength like everything i've ever done has been off of strength because i refuse to go back to um doing doing things in the street for money and uh i've since then i've had the same inspiration to do better and be better and i know i i was that i really didn't leave santa fe till last year today last year really today last year i actually left santa fe like i stuck i, I might have been traveling doing whatever i was doing but i'm officially not a resident of santa fe I was on a lease in Santa Fe from 2021, I mean, uh, 20, 2011 to, to uh, 2021. Damn. I had a, a few different places that I lived there and stayed on the lease all the way up until this day last year. And uh, that's that's my story of, of getting getting to Santa Fe or, or how I ended up there, you know, I always had the vision of uh, being an entrepreneur artist. 
I knew I had it. Like everybody around me told like all through middle school and all through my younger years, I spent a lot of time drawing on myself, drawing on my uh, notepads, drawing in school, drawing on my homework. So people always pushed me to do something with art. And when I got there, I definitely was ready to, and I experienced everything. I went, I met so many dope people. Are you one of them, right? Yeah. And uh, everything kind of molded me since then. But I spent, I'll, I'll give it to Santa Fe, man. I, I, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, I spent 10 years down there. In that time, I was able to travel international, able to travel all, I want to say all 50 states, but I'm sure there's three or four that I didn't make it to. Um, but came a long way from my first time pulling up to IAIA. Dude, it's crazy, like, to sit back and think about, I mean, it's easy to think back about all the crazy times of, like, parties or whatever, you know, because that's, that's what I, like, kind of look back on. But to actually, like, think about, like, the inspiration you're talking about, you know, like as you get older, as I get older, I think back of like, damn, like, you know, I like took in a lot of people that it felt like, like, it feels like it was like meant to be because like myself, like I had no idea, like if I was going to get out of Oklahoma, even pawn, like my fucking small ass town, I never thought I'd get out of it. But so for yeah. some reason, for some reason I heard about IA. And I, I doubted myself, like, I'm not going to get in, but you know, I don't, it just happened and they fucking took me in. Like they took me in and, you know, I got to see, I got to see like a beautiful place, Santa Fe, New Mexico. I got to meet a ton of people. And I mean, to this day, man, like a lot of people from there are just out here, like fucking living, living, and chasing their dreams and like no matter like like it's that struggle like they struggle too but you know they're still out there like giving it their all and i mean like i fell into the whole just working like all the time and stuff and you know it wasn't for me and it's never been for me i just i just can't see myself like working for somebody else and making them money you know like why can't that be me us whatever you know like right. we're more we're capable of doing exactly what they're doing and probably doing right a better job at it or whatever but i mean but yeah a lot of dope people has came from there and i've met so many amazing artists artists like everybody's an artist like a creator whatever man yeah. like fuck dude it's so it's so cool to sit back and like just think about that right it's it's a uh, i got a lot of respect for the little kids who come out I'd say little kids, you know, but the kids who come out in a, t on a whim, you know, like I got a lot of respect and they, they have no direction. Like mm -hmm. I, I look at them and I'm like, damn, that was me. Yeah. They're like, oh man, all oh, this bad stuff. They're focused on all the negative stuff. Like, I remember that. And I, I have a heart for a lot of people, the younger people, especially the one, ones who said, maybe it's not in Santa Fe alone, but they go out in the city not knowing where they're going, just trying to do something better. And it's like, damn, that shit always, uh, when I see, like, shit, I throw a kid $20. They could be smoking weed. They could be drunk, whatever it is. Like, and I'm like, yeah, you, you're, you're coping with what you're going through. 
and you came out here on a whim, you don't got your parents, you don't got nobody and you're out here in the city and you're trying to make something of yourself. I think um, I always see myself and a lot of kids now, now that I'm older, it's been 10 years since I was started my journey, I feel. And yeah, you're right, you meet so many, like I know so, I have so many connections specifically from Santa Fe, maybe they didn't go to IA, um, but like even house parties, you know what I mean? Like I believe we've had some pretty famous people in our house parties when we was young. Mm-hmm. like uh it's it's everything at the, when you like after the i don't want to say after the journey's over it's not like i'm about to die but <laughs> uh maybe maybe uh, you're about a quarter way into your journey you look back and you're like damn even when we was having those parties or whatever we was having in, in school when we was young and it's like even then it was dope the conversations were amazing the people were dope even the people who came in a bad way it was like well i know where he was from and i'll never forget that kid because i know he comes from a tough community or and it's like i see him now and it'd be like head nods and hey hellos are we adding each other on facebook it's like you make a lot of connections with people whether they be um ultra professional or just resi real resi with it it's like man i got some really good friends from just stepping out and and not being afraid. Well, you know, I was really afraid when I when I just stepped stepped out of what I was doing. But you you develop yourself, and you de- like you watch other people develop, and it's honestly cool to be on your platform. and And I and I have my own little platform, and we're doing this podcast. Like you ever think we bump shoulders in in Santa Fe and at the bar whatever we were doing it's like we have so many memories that it's like you ever think we would be doing what we're doing it's like I couldn't tell you you could never tell you know it's like but I know for sure anybody who took a risk anybody who believed in themselves is definitely still doing something along the lines of what they set out to do or better Mm -hmm. coming out of there that's all it takes man is like just that belief, that belief in yourself. Sometimes you're the only one that does, can do that. Like now that I'm older, I recognize it, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's about that belief, taking that risk, that step, betting on yourself. And it sounds corny. It really does. I always say that like, it does like, but it's so simple to do that. And it's, but yet so hard to do that because you don't know what's going to happen. Like you start a brand, you start branding and then you have like a little bit of self-doubt, but I feel like now it's okay to have that. I just don't speak those self-doubts. Like I don't say it out loud. Like, you know, what if this don't work? Like, I don't say like anything out loud because words are powerful. Like I can't, I can't sit here and like risk that because once it's out there, it's like, then it's out there in the universe, you know, and then there's a possibility of that. So, I mean, like, there's so much I've learned, like, just in this fucking, like, little year and a half of, like, just meeting, networking, and just hearing everybody talk about different things that they've been through or the things that they do now. And, I mean, it's powerful, man. It's so fucking powerful to to see your friends from IA, from here, every everywhere you make them, just out here doing shit, man right to anybody that's listening that if you're thinking about taking a risk whether you're 20 30 40 50 60 
doesn't matter. It's like if it if it makes you afraid, do it. That's that's the advice I got. If if you're afraid, it's something you're passionate about, you're afraid to do, people tell you you can't do it, do it. Because it's man, I'm doing it again this new decade. I took a bunch of bounds and leaps with my new like I've started companies back back then, right? I started a company in 2015 and failed miserably failed and i really just learned to hold like i mean going back to saying don't put that energy i shouldn't say i failed i learned mm-hmm. i took an l and i learned like when i say l and l for learning because i i didn't know how to do my taxes i didn't know how to report as an llc that's the real reason i failed is i i, I was ready to do that. i was doing the work and i realized my company's not valid i'm like what yeah, you got to do all this paperwork every month. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you got to report to us that you're making money, especially if you're coming from the street. They're definitely coming for you. They want to know if you're selling drugs to your company. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's stuff yeah. I didn't know. And it's like, I learned it along the way from taking a, just taking a step. And I was scared. Now it's like, oh, yeah, I'm on top of my, I'm on top of my game. And people will see it and be like, oh, they was given or and they don't realize the journey was I failed so many or I took an L so many times and every time I did it I was scared. There was people pointing, people laughing. But I, I learned the most and I would never be where I am today if I didn't just take a leap and do that thing that's been on my mind for more than one year. Do that thing that when I think about it, I feel like I'm releasing dopamine or serotonin, having a like telling my friends, I want to do this with this and this company and that. And it's like, that might've been drunk talk when I was 21. That might've been um, jibber jabber when I was 25. But now it's like, okay, they see, they see you doing the work. They're like, yeah, I know that guy. And He's been, man, he's really been trying. And I remember when he was just talking about it, it looks like now he's doing it. And he's doing it for longer than a few years. It's like, if you're if you're out there and you're afraid to do something or you haven't done it and it's been three years and you still want to do it and you and other people around you are telling you it's too late, it's not, it's never too late. You take that bound, that leap, and you could do it tomorrow. You could wait another year. You could be scared for another year and you'll still be able to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. It's just a matter of consistency and believing in yourself. That's what I learned in my time uh, originally taking the leap to go to New Mexico from Pine Ridge Reservation to go to New Mexico and never thought I could ever shake the stigma, the, the stereotype. Um, that I'll that I'll only ever be what my peers or what my uh, the people I looked up to are or were, and I I mean I I still have, I'm still stereotyped or people still may look at me a certain way, but I built so much confidence along the way. I learned so I'm still learning, but I learned so much on the along the way just by not being comfortable, man. So much good like shit. Russ, Russ is my buddy. Aside from uh, this professional setting that we're in, 
It's like, shit, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't be on this podcast today if I didn't take my first step out. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a platform for you to want me to be on your podcast if I didn't take a leap. So I'm definitely instilling that same inspiration stuck with me forever. New inspirations, new motivations. I'm definitely in a good place. I look back on it and I'm like, oh, it's like, it's like a, <laughs> when you're a kid and you, you ever take your bike and do some reckless ass shit and wreck <laughs> about three, four times. And then you actually do what you was trying to do. And your friends see you do what you was trying to do. And they're like, he landed the, drove down the steps on his bike and he made it to the bottom yeah <laughs> and then all your friends are like oh and that whatever uh whatever chemically happens in your brain it makes you feel good and it makes you feel accomplished it's like doing that on a grand scale even now even tomorrow it's like i hope i hope to talk to you in a couple more a couple years and be like yeah bro remember what we was doing two years ago i'll check this out it's like you never really grow up. You just kind of grow into what you're trying to do. Used to be trying to wreck your bike, and now you're whatever you're doing. It's mine is my companies. Yeah, so I'm mm -hmm. reckless with these companies, trying to take them to where I want them, where I want to, what I want to see, doing what I want to see, and uh, yeah, just developing as I go, man. Like I'm still that little kid riding my bike down the stairs on some risky shit it's just now the stairs are i'm going up and might be a little more risky because i invested about thirty thousand dollars and i've seen 10 back <laughs> but i learned i learned a lot man and i got so much inspiration that i feel like i ever failed um the next time i'm ready to invest thirty thousand again i'm definitely going to come out with nothing less than sixty thousand mm -hmm. learn if if there's anybody listening that uh that is in that position don't be too hard on yourself yeah it's it's crazy man like it's crazy to there's so much investing that goes in not just money but it's you like it's it's you full time it's your it's your life like you have to be like 100% in you know and i i invested so much into this like of my own money and stuff too but you know once once you start it's addicting man like once you start doing something you really like to do and you're passionate about like it's really addicting like it's a, it's a great addiction to have you know because you know i've been in like i was getting addicted to alcohol or whatever but i just couldn't like fully get addicted to it because in the back of my head i'd always see my mom and what you know it's done to her and i and i was like i i got close to that i was like you know oh fuck man i just can't like i can't i can't be that you know like i can't it's like a lesson from her you know don't don't be like that and so but i mean like i've always been like anything i try and do like i get addicted to it whether it be working out the mma shit i mean like or fuck even just like maybe getting a good job and you're kind of addicted to that for a while but then you start learning like man i don't want to fucking do this but then like you know starting this shit it's just it's it's like it's 100 investment like th like this is the probably like the best investment like i've had like with my time my life my money 
And I, I like you, you know, like I see like a little bit coming out of it. But to me, it's like I just got to keep putting the time in, keep put the work in the grind. Keep uh, just keep just keep going, man, because like other than money, like I've got some sponsorships, but I've met like so many like amazing people that reach out to me and want my help with like maybe setting up a comedy show or like doing a Q and a at a fucking filmmaking event or like being a host of like different events going on or something like it's so, right. like, or like, you know, like commentating football. I did that last year. I commentated for a high school football team and like, it was like, it's crazy, man. Yeah. Like it's crazy. People will reach out to you and they like ask you to do this. And it's like, really Recognize like you like words, you though. like you want like me to you know like i'm surprised that they asked me to do it you know i'm not like, like i'm not like yo, shitty okay. towards them <laughs> yeah they're like okay okay podcast man hit them up because they definitely are going to be able to do something with what we got going like with this all this audio equipment we don't know how to use it they definitely know what's going on it's like you, you people you know you focus a lot on uh what people the bad things people say and it's like you when you're doing what you're doing, all these investments you made, you get it. You, you're right. You don't get it all back in money. It's like you get it back in self-worth. Like people would say, he's doing that and he's definitely capable of doing this and that and this. So hit him up. I know mm -hmm. it's not a podcast, but bring him over here because I know he's going to know how to do this or that. Mm -hmm. And it's like you're, your self-worth builds when you make a crazy investment. Your time and your energy is also investment. So it's like... You don't even need to have money to invest in what you're trying to do. I mean, most like most people who started what they're doing and continue to do it, blood, sweat, and tears, no money, and probably have some. If they stuck to it, probably have some good money. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe we keep doing what we're doing. We recognize our worth more and more. People recognize our worth more and more every year. And it's like, oh, I mean, I like to think that. I won't have to do the manual labor. I won't have to be the center of this brand or that platform, that company. Like, I like to think I'm not going to have to serve tacos anymore, cook and serve tacos anymore, but I enjoy the journey. Recognize a lot of, about myself along the way. And what, when you build something that you're, you enjoy, it's, you never want to go back to that nine to five. One thing I had when I worked a nine to five was money. I had a fuck ton of money and no relationships with my family. No, mm. like no happy feeling about what I was doing. It was always like, oh, fuck, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't even want to see this coworker. <laughs> man yeah, i have yeah. to give this person and now it's like man I, I i don't get me wrong i do not like serving and cooking tacos sounds crazy but my brand a brand that i have serves food make and serve food and it's like hot man this summer hot is hot, right mm -hmm. and people looking down on me for this or that i'm in my community serving tacos and it's like you're supposed to be some kind of celebrity it's like, yeah, I got this little food cart and I'm making tacos. It's me. It had to get somewhere. And, and I don't think people would see the vision for a few years. But it's like at some point in time, I like to think I'm not going to be serving tacos at all. I'm going to be uh, in the air conditioning. And uh, I'm providing jobs 
and I make enough money to provide jobs for people to serve the tacos. But you got to get there somehow. And I have to make all those investments, time, energy. And what I really get out of it, what I don't realize is the journey, man, is so beautiful. Like people will come up to the food cart that don't even like me. And like I was telling you from the days when I was being crazy, there'd be police officers who, who hunted me down, who arrested me, like, and they're coming up to the food cart like, oh, this is yours. Hey, good to see you. And I'm getting something out of that because I'm, I got, I got a different respect now. People are like, oh man, he's out here. And I had a whole line of like criminal investigators, uh, police officers, probably people that knew me 10 years ago in a different way. And it's like, they trust, they trust me enough to come over here and buy tacos, man. That gave me some, like more than one, like you're coming back every day. If, if that, you know what I mean? Like it really gave me a lot of, uh, made me feel good. You, and it's like different forms. I'm sure you have a lot of forms of that when you're doing what you're doing. It's like, maybe some days I only made, I, I made enough to pay for gas, propane and ingredients. It's like I didn't I didn't sell that full the rest of the 50 pounds I had of meat that I had to sell. And it's like, well, I meant to sell 100. I sold 50. But you think, what did I get that day? You know, and it's like people came up to me and they was glowing and they was happy to see me doing what I was doing. They was like, dang, you're out here in the sun. And some people could see the vision. They're like, whoa, you're going to do like keep going. You're going to do something great. Keep going. I recognize what you're doing. And I appreciate the food is amazing. And it's like, I walked away that day with enough money to pay my employee and to get us home. And it's like, uh, I would much rather be doing that than uh, sacrificing at a nine to five or sacrificing in the street, looking over my shoulder for my boss or an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much more relaxed and so much happier. I could go home to the kids and my, family now and be like hey what y'all do y'all hungry you want i got some leftover food should we make some tacos <laughs> <laughs> there's always like an upside to to the to the downside of of on the journey like it's always and i have a feeling that i'm if i don't appreciate the journey i'm gonna get to a point where i get to a level where i'm unhappy like i was at the nine to five i'll be the ceo of this or that and didn't appreciate the journey didn't take in that uh the different forms of payment which were you know gr like gratitude like people's respect respect people have for me for doing stuff i did not want to do i didn't want to sweat i got these ugly really ugly uh farmers tan going like all this stuff you would think in a daily basis and not want to do it's like in the journey it means so much more like i don't never think about a nine to five and like oh man i missed getting fucking chewed out by my boss and shitted on by my co-workers <laughs> but we're arguing about these tacos it's like by the end of the day we're fist bumping like hey bro i know we i know we was arguing about getting out four five plates to that one lady but did you see her face she was so happy they mm -hmm. fed like 10 kids with those four plates and it's like you walk away with something else when you make these investments and you and you take that leap and do something you like to do, something you want to do. It all kind of ties in and you're kind of doing the same, creating the same inspiration and motivation and all the same. Feel. When you're able to create it for other people is even better.
Like right now you're giving me a platform to express my, these are all things people would have never known about me. And it's like, um, and I'm enjoying the journey. Definitely enjoying the journey. And then going back, well, I was going to ask you too, like we talked about like being that uncomfortable, you know, being uncomfortable and it's, um, it's always great to have that uncomfortability because, you know, getting comfortable, like we talk about that nine to five job, that's comfortable. That's, that's a, that's a paycheck, you know, is coming. And then it's a, a day-to-day thing that you're getting ready for. And then you're going into this place to generate or to receive that money and that's comfortable you know like but quitting your job or you know taking that leap of starting your own business you know that's that uncomfortability um and then you talked about being always like being an artist then when we met you know we you know we kicked it a little bit and then I knew you like you're a graphic artist you know but then I think I left I I think and then and then that's when, like, uh, you started rapping. Did you always, like, want to be a hip-hop artist? I think um, I was always pushed to do it. So pushed there's always, it? yeah, there was always rappers where I'm from. I rapped, you know, when I was 15. Well, I, what's funny story is my, one of my best friends, shout out my best friend, Arthur Vitalis. Um, we, we, the most infamous media, right, was Gangland. Ridge. If you go back to Gangland, my best friend was rapping and his song was on Gangland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, a lot of us were recorded and refused to be on there. He was one of them. You know, he would have been on there if he, if he gave his uh, consent or if, at that point, his mom, some a parent guardian gave consent but um that you know we was in the studio we was making music uh there's music out there from when we was 15 16 and i like to think uh i'm a street icon so really uh, as far as starting to do something it was just like another thing it was people push me to do it and you think i could do it i'm gonna do it and i never did it professionally I've always messed around. We record, mess around. Uh, my best friend was doing it. I mean, you got you got something on a major network at 15 years old. You're definitely doing something big. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he was working. They was they did a lot. They worked hard. They was always in the studio. So I was exposed to it forever. Like I was, it was, uh, it was in me. It's just a matter of uh, what I actually wanted to do is what I'm doing. Um, I started a branding agency, design agency. I was always known to be a freelance graphic designer. And now it's like, I'm trying to hire designers and I'm trying to, and I'm actually branding. I'm locking in some pretty big rebrand projects that I never would have seen happen. Um, you know, so I originally said, I'm doing what I originally set out to do. And rapping is one of those things that it's just in me. It's uh. I when I get on and say something on the mic, it's something like I have so much stories and so much that I've been through that it's what it's what's popular now. Uh, what in pop culture they want to hear about this or that, and they want to hear how you, your accent, how you 
put things down on beats and it, it does it goes back to uh, what I was interested in what genre I guess if I was interested in country or rock and roll I would have done that but uh rapping is definitely was a given it was like the definitely not hard to do um don't get me wrong sure uncomfortable putting myself out there incriminating myself probably um but it was all when I, I did actually start I did actually I can't say I, I feel like I did it professionally until like last year mm-hmm. you know even leaving Santa Fe and people might have heard from me doing it it was I was really just kind of fucking around um and then it became as I got older you know after 25 26 I was feeling I really a lot of this pain like I still got a lot of pain from stuff that happened this year um, just being from where I'm from it's easy it's that's why I express it all now I didn't realize it but that's why I like to do it because it's more therapy for me I'm able to get on and 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 say and like get get stuff out there as if I'm talking to a therapist listen back to it and be like down here the pain in my voice or I was never set out to be a pop star, um, but if it if it promotes my brands, it promotes you know my entrepreneurial uh, leaps, then I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm all I'm all for the creating the content. Um, I think it became a lot of people start knowing me just for rapping, which sometimes felt like it hindered me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I mean, man, you can never not do like uh, you can never do too much. I feel it's like maybe you can if you if you like if my forte if I forgot about design and forgot about branding and uh, just did rapping a hundred percent. I don't think I would make as much money, you know. But I I don't feel like you could ever do too much. So I'm doing it. I I, I like doing it as a hobby and as therapy. If people like it, if people uh, can feel it, they can relate to it, uh, it gets them through something, that's a plus. That's we're talking go back to the investments that you make. I mean, that's what I get out of it is uh, people who who actually listen, people who want to hear. Um, that Those are the people that I listen to that want me to keep going. And it's it's there's a, a, a group of people, I'll say that, who definitely are upset with me if I don't continue uh that path music path so I, it's one of those uh invest I'm, I, it costs money i'm in the studio right now you know it costs a hundred dollars an hour so it's like i got better i better fucking do it for real <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, what i get what i get back from that is i get therapy it's like therapy to me. I definitely don't feel like talking to people about uh, what I'm going through or talk to a therapist about what I'm going through. But I do, it's my responsibility to keep balanced mental health and a balanced uh, spirit. So I get in the studio, I'm going crazy. I have all, and if, uh, if it's beneficial to my brands, that's a plus. If it's beneficial to listeners, that's a plus. Just like the the investments I was saying with the taco stand, it's like that that was one thing that pays the bills though. I get I get money out of it. I I get money out of rap too, but it's not some that's not where I'm trying to squeeze money from. So, if 
if I see a smile on somebody's face or somebody says, man, I was feeling like this and you made me feel better. This song made me feel good. Uh, you know, me and my brother was going through it and we heard this part in that song. That's what really, that's what I get out of uh, the music stuff. I get, I get a different, different type of uh, payback or different type of payment from my investments. Mm-hmm. And that's how music is like, that's how music was for me growing up. It was always like, just kind of saving my life, you know, because there are times where, you know, I didn't want to be here anymore. There are times where I felt useless. I felt like uh, just nobody like wanted me around, you know, and, and I just put my headphones on, I put my headphones on and I put in whatever I felt like listening to. And I just kind of zone out. And, it, you know, it saved me from myself, you know, like, cause you know, I would, I would drink a little bit in high school, but that was mainly like around other people. Like I just wasn't old enough to buy it. And I just, right. and I couldn't see myself like stealing beer from people or whatever, but you right. know, you know, I just, I couldn't get away out of this headspace. So music took me there, man. Music, you know, it, it helped a lot. Like it shaped me as a teen, I guess, like it just, you know, if I didn't agree with something or I just felt sad or depressed or bad or, you know, growing up like that, you pretty much feel all those emotions anyways, but putting on some earphones and just jamming out. Right. Not, getting yeah, the, getting the hear getting the world paid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just forgetting the world. And I mean, like, I understand what those people say to you, man. Like, you know, like, man, your shit, man, it really, it really got me through this, man. Like, you know, and it really like helped me and my family or my brother or something, you know, whatever they would say to you, you know, and like, that's real, man. Like that's some real shit right there. Yeah, definitely. Music's definitely became, I can't say I'm, I'm just passionate about even listening to it, but it's like slowly became uh, making it became one of my, you know, favorite things to do. I uh, like therapy, man. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I definitely, uh, <laughs> yeah, you see him trying to sneak around, I know. Bro, bro came in the room trying to sneak around and just kicked everything, hit everything loud. Made all kind of noise. <laughs> yeah, might as well just walk in, bro. I know, right? Yeah, kicking everything, <laughs> trying to stay out of the camera view and everything. <laughs> If it's quieter, just walk into the camera view. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's man, like, so I mean, you know, seeing you like just like the years of progression from starting at IA and then you know becoming this uh, indigenous hip hop artist, and then you know, starting these brands. Um like we talked yesterday and you had on like this amazing shirt that you said you made. And I was like, that's fucking tight. That is so fucking tight, dude. And now you're talking about this taco stand that you created. And it's like, like what, like what else have you like created? I, uh, man, these were before the rap stuff. These were ideas. These were, things I wanted to do these are things I seen myself doing 
these were things that I knew would benefit my family, benefit my mom, um, food truck. Um, yeah, these things I've been talking about for 10 years, it feels like. So um, right now, specifically, I have three brands that are official brands. I have a, probably like 11 different, a lot of stuff in the vault. You know, I want to get into weed. I want to get into all these other, those are more ideas. Those are more things that are, they're being developed. But uh, as far as things that are established, I'm real weird about promoting these. So you'll probably only hear music from me specifically, but um, my, my family and I are pushing three brands right now. Uh, my family is big core a uh, part of these companies. Um, I started comp a company in 2015 and failed and then started these companies in uh, 2019. And one of them is called Trap TP. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, we, we were talking about the cut and sew shirt that you, that you seen me wearing yesterday. Um, full design, our own our own threads, uh, cut and sew. Always been in the streetwear, like heavy in the streetwear. Met a lot of really cool people in my journey outside of the reservation in LA and New York, uh, even overseas, all the way to Hawaii. A lot of very influential people in streetwear. And that was that was my main thing when I left the res, the streetwear, my own clothing. I think a lot of people's first idea is a clothing brand, but I have one now. So I make I'm, this uh, Trap TP is actually a brand development agency. We do websites, we do design, we do uh, brand identification for people who who don't have a a structure and a visual for their brand or like a vision for their brand. So this uh, this company originally started as me doing graphic design for people. And a lot of people never, never realized I did graphic design because they'll see me on stage or they'll see me rapping. And uh, they didn't realize I was paying my rent with by doing graphic design. Uh, I'm actually doing really big gigs now with a design that's actually paying the bills. It's like it paid for a 3,000 square foot facility, um, paid for my vehicle, paid for the place we're living in, uh, paid for everything, paid for, it's paving my way right now, all from, took it from having a sole proprietor as a, a freelance graphic designer and I, for some odd reason, I hid that from people. I don't know why, that I was heavy into streetwear and design specifically. Mm -hmm. Very passionate about fashion. And the shirt you seen me wearing, fully designed by us. It was a collaboration we did with Baby Shell. Shout out Baby Shell. And uh, everyone here in Minneapolis, that's where he's from. We did a dope collaboration. I'm able, I'm capable to do that now, you know, for, for the folks who who don't have their own merch. They got a brand, they don't got their own uh, merch. You know, we do duffel bags. We do a lot of custom, really flashy garments. And we do a lot of bulk orders on, like I'm I'm in Minneapolis, but we have a workshop in South Dakota and I have an employee over there doing 
we have about 10 orders he's trying to kick out today. And that's, I mean, very, very thankful for my family, thankful for my mother, my father, thankful for my brothers, sisters, and everybody who believes in me at home in Pine Ridge. Um, doing business in Pine Ridge has always been a dream. My community sees me doing business. Uh, that's one trap teepee. Uh, I'll just tell you what it, I've already gone into what I did and I was come from the street. So I might as well I'm living in the stereotype of people actually still think I sell drugs. Right. Um, trap teepee is a production house. Um, we have a lot of big dreams, but for now we're doing just doing the work that we can and what's in front of us. But uh slowly over the years have grown to lock in some really big contracts and rebrand some like we've rebranded the keepy radio the whole radio station uh in south dakota and i was big for me might not i don't know you know maybe not big for uh i don't know how people see this but that's like getting a record deal like that's like making it that's like um with my rap career going and getting a record deal like it's a big deal. I just kept us busy all the way till it, oh man. Just never would have thought. I, I would have said never would have thought. It's definitely a goal, but not this fast. Um, so we're doing bulk. I have several streams of income. Doing bulk orders. We have our own. Uh, like Trap TP is its own brand, so you can buy Trap TP garments. We have a number one selling T-shirt. Is that's an awful lot of Peji. Uh, Peji is slang for weed. <laughs> <laughs> Trap TP is a a play on what I've been through, who I am. You know, I'm I'm uh, I'm a mixed. I'm mixed. So my father is from African American heritage. My mother's from Native Mexican. I do have some hint of European in there somewhere. So I'm very mixed. Um, and I'm I'm very influenced by street culture. I feel like I'm a street icon, so it had to reflect in in one of my main companies. And I like the idea of people seeing me in the wrong light now, because I I know it's the first thing they assume is drug dealer this and that trap TP sounds like trap house. Mm -hmm. um, really, it's we're pushing dope. Everything that comes out of what we do is dope. Like in a in a good way dope in a positive way like you see what we're doing you're like dope that's dope yeah so we're pushing dope uh metaphorically speaking we're pushing dope everything we put our hands on is dope and um that goes to say you know 12 years ago i was actually in a trap house trapping out um so i i play with the uh aesthetic i play with the idea i play inside of the stigma inside of uh, how people already view me as a now I'm a professional, so if people are turned off to uh, what a, what we're doing, they're maybe not meant to be a part of what we're doing. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely heavily, uh, heavily, heavily inspired by street culture. Um, that is the name of uh, one of my main companies. The other is uh, Choyolo. Choyolo is a you know, it's a, we have a lot of cool ideas. I'll tell you now we have three streams of income. We do catering, we do street food, and we also sell our, our own aprons and branded gear. 
um, that we want to get into food sovereignty. We want to get into like, uh, like the fine dining culinary arts. We want to give scholarships for culinary arts. We want to do some really cool stuff. For now, we're just making street food and, and uh, feeding inside the community. We do some community feeds. Uh, nobody involved, just us. Not The tribe's not involved in that. Uh, we have no donations or anything like that. Um, but we have a, a lot of really cool ideas that we can't implement right now just because we're all, it's all off strength. It, I was working a nine to five and while I was working a nine to five, I was paying for this food truck and my family has been, this has been something I've been trying to do for years. I didn't know how I tried it and failed. Now we're actually doing it. Uh, my family, like my mom will be up at 4 a.m. making uh, 300 breakfast burritos and calling to all these different facilities and sending a runner to go drop off 25 burritos at each building doing IOUs for people like, hey, can I get you back? She got a tab for a bunch of different people on payday. So they pay on payday. And uh, and also the wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. <clears throat> we're making salsa. We're getting ready to do tacos. People are blowing us up. Like, you're going to be here early today. Uh, we got a big line of people when the lunch opens and we don't even promote it. Like, we, we got 100 followers on Instagram, but we sell out 100 pounds in a day. Damn. 100 pounds of steak in a day and that is a uh, one brand i think we want to do like we have so much ideas and i i don't want to um i'm sure my family doesn't want me to say right now but because we don't want to get overworked but we're working on products we're hoping to get a deal with whole foods we're pushing for big bigger things with the food truck now um, hoping to do some workshop, hoping to have a greenhouse, um, hoping to have even like a food pantry. We're trying to implement a food pantry in Pine Ridge where if you have uh, food that you don't need or something you don't feel like you need, it doesn't need to get thrown away um, or it might expire. You're not going to use it. It's going to expire. I want to have a food pantry in each uh, district. Uh, so this is something that I've seen in... Washington specifically, Swinomish, um, they have this pantry where people can go and grab food from or get drop food off. So you have a whole bunch of canned food that can go to this pantry. Uh, a lot of really cool ideas based around food specifically. Um, but we're hoping to get our brand out there and hoping to get it into Whole Foods. And it's really grown a lot in the last six years. Really quiet about it, but uh, food's one of those things where we could get out and set, make money, do the work, and uh, we don't necessarily need anybody to come and support. It's kind of one of those things where people just respect it. They love the food, and they keep coming back. And word of mouth gets sells us out to the point where, man, we're up at 6 a.m. making salsa, <laughs> getting getting propane, getting gas, and being out in the sun from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., not getting home till 5 p.m. And a big shout out to my family and everybody who helps and even just believes in us. That is uh, the second brand. So the third brand is uh, Wheat Go Forever, which is a street brand, not necessarily our biggest moneymaker, uh, but it's a real subtle 
it's a, a vision I've been wanting to push for a long time. You, like I said, everybody wants to, uh, sets out with their first business, usually being the clothing brand. I personally think every brand and every company should sell clothes, sell their brand on clothes. Um, but it's a, it's a lifestyle brand. Wheat gold meaning, uh, wheat gold being translated in English is crazy. Uh, means a lot more to us deep down and in Lakota means more translated into English. We still play on the word crazy. Um, it's a play on crazy forever. Uh, we sell beanies, like we have a plush blanket. We had a, we're always trying to drop something new. We're always hoping to do some collaborations, uh, have some cool projects in mind. I guess if we get more people on the team, we want to be, we want to do more collections every year, more clothes, as well as uh, push, you know, maybe push mo some models, you know, male and female, also uh, genderless folks, uh, LGBTQ community, and um, push, push different uh, people, not specifically from our community, but uh, that one isn't specifically like my face or people. I don't usually want people to know that's my brand, but um, that's why I'm a little subtle about a lot of this stuff. It's just all in the works. And I think one day, I, you know, people will pay attention or they'll just see it in motion. and Maybe they won't realize we've been in motion for six years, but you can go to weedcoforever.com. You could go to traptp.com and you could buy gear uh, soon. You'll be able to go to our Choyolo website. We didn't launch the website officially, but uh, we're hoping to sell some recipes on there. We're hoping to sell some of our own products and uh, hot sauce, things that we're in the process of making, um, as well as hopefully you could get some of our stuff at Whole Foods in the near future. But uh, We Go Forever is it's a, it's just a brand, lifestyle brand, clothing brand. And we have some other things in the works. My family, uh, man, I can't give my family enough credit, but um, they definitely believe in everything and they stand behind it 100%. We're purchasing property now, um, moving out of the 3,000 square foot space and purchasing property to have this function uh, the, the 3,000 square foot property was about two hours away from the res. So it was really hard. And I had to get an apartment beside the 3,000 square foot facility just to, so we were, it was about $3,000 that we just had to make for overhead. And now we're uh, trying to implement our own space on our own property now, which is really cool. And uh, I want to get out more and start promoting these brands do more pop-ups. Uh, Trap TP will hopefully be at a powwow doing some custom t-shirts, um, different fun stuff, selling some selling some gear, as well as the other two. Uh, hopefully Choyo Loka pop up at a powwow soon. We have a we have a small cart, we have a camper, <laughs> and we have a, a steel unit that we just purchased that we're hoping to build out into be a kitchen all of this off strength all of this off of the nine to five that i sat and worked honestly um, i sat and worked and saved all the money that i could and i left the job to to really invest like on a real level 
I applied to a lot of grants and just never got them and just never stopped. So everything's on strength. Like whatever money we made, we reinvested. Like we probably don't have as much money as people think, but we're just, every time we make money goes right back into the brand. I think today specifically, Trap TP made $2,000 off of orders, probably invested about, you know, 1200 so profit about 800 all of it's going right back in every day anytime we're making money we're just going right back into what we're doing same with the food truck oh uh, we hope to have a a complete staff within the decade as well as uh we're trying i, I would want to speak on a lot of stuff too soon my family would probably be upset with me but we have a lot of stuff that we're trying to implement uh, aside from these three brands, but uh, this is all ideas that were that were there before I started rapping. But if rap, you know, if rap brings people to see these brands and people to to uh, support these brands, um, I'll, I'll do other stuff on top. I'll be act. I'm gonna do acting. I'm gonna do all types of other stuff too, not just to perform with brands, but specifically to push um, the culture, the what's going on, like not um, our culture is and our identity as, as uh, natives, but more so the culture of uh, entrepreneurship, the culture of uh, stepping out and doing something. Um, if I could get into acting, any other stuff to, to promote these brands, that would be awesome. But I don't spend a lot of time telling people because I like... Uh, I like for people to see the work getting done and to know us in that way, respect us in that way. This is actually the first time I talked about these brands. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm honored. I'm honored. Real secretive over here, but <laughs> I was waiting. I was, and I'd rather do it here than anywhere else, you know, and I hope to come back on again and we'll talk about it again. So maybe see where we made it, how far we made it. Well, <clears throat> you know, you talk about, you know, you want to do more promotion, you know where to go. Just hit me up. Yeah. You know, yeah. You can come on anytime you want, promote whatever you got going on. You know, I, I really hope, you know, you start hitting up powwows and everything. You got to come to Pawnee Powwow, set up that, uh, set up that merch, print some shirts. Bring the food truck down there. Bro, you should have, man. Oh, man. You, You'd fucking kill it. You would kill it. But I love to see this. I love to see the grind, the hustle. And I know, man, everything will work out, man, because, you know, you got a certain drive, you know, that a lot of people don't have, you know, you know, a lot of people do have it, but the majority of people, you know, they don't have this drive, this passion, this, uh, I mean, there's like no stopping you. You're like the fucking Terminator. Like you just keep hey. going. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and you know, it's amazing to hear like everything like you've built, you've done, you've came from. Because you know, we're you know, we're bros, man. Like we're friends and everything, you know, but we don't really I didn't really know like your full like story, you know, coming up and everything. So, you know, it's cool, man. It's cool to just really get to know you, have this adult conversation. And just to, you know, feel inspired, man. You know, I, I'm inspired every day by all my friends and, you know, just seeing everybody on my Instagram or Facebook, you know, out here just fucking moving, just keep moving, just keep walking, 
you know, no need to sprint because, you know, Rome's not built in a fucking day. Just, just keep going, just keep fucking going. And so, you know, yeah, I enjoyed our time, man. I enjoyed our time talking and for, for real, man, like you're welcome back anytime. Just hit me up. You, you know where to find me. For sure. And I look out for that Trap TP Oki podcast collaboration, y'all. We're going to do we're it. Gonna work, we're going to work on some stuff in, in the near future, if not tomorrow. Hell yeah. I'll, yeah, I'm fucking down, dude. I am fucking down. You know, I'd love to collaborate with you. I'd love to just swap ideas or whatever, however it goes. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm ready, man. So I, uh, I really appreciate that. I appreciate being being able to come on the platform, even just honored that uh, you think I'm a candidate, you know, like it's awesome to come on here, say some stuff I never said. Uh, and to anybody out there, man, I hope you catch something from that. I hope if you're going through something, you thought you was going to quit, man. I thought I was going to quit a hundred times, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely a good feeling to be on here, talk about it in a, in a good way, be able to look back on some hard times and laugh about it. And, uh, look at how it added to the journey uh i'll definitely be back on the podcast that's for sure go ahead and shout out you know where to where to find you and follow you and keep up with you hey uh if you want to follow my uh you know myself i'm wheatco334 on all platforms Uh, music is wheatco334 on all platforms i'll be look out for some new music i'm in the studio right now so i'll be coming out with something new uh, if you want to follow the brands, Wheat Go Forever is W I T K O number four, E V E R dot com. You could uh, support the brand, um, even just jump on there and say, hey, we have a, a form of contact on there. Um, Choyolo is C H O Y E L O. If you want to check us out on Instagram or Facebook, we have Instagram and Facebook. Also, TrapTP is T-R-A-P-T-I-P-I dot com. Or you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. It's T-R-A-P-T-I-P-I. Maybe you need a custom T-shirt or a custom something, phone case. Maybe you just need some design, a logo, a website. Uh, Feel free to hit us up. For real. Hit this man up right here. Great designer, great mind, hard worker. Look out for new music coming. You know, I'm glad, you know, I got you in my life. I'm glad we get to, you know, kick back and just talk and have a great time. Uh, looking forward to every move you're making from here on out. You know, you, you know where to go. Hit me up, bro. But um, go follow him, check him out, keep up with him. Um, if you're not already, go follow Oki Podcast at Oki Podcast on Instagram at Rustamus49. Check out the website, okipodcast.com. I am on Facebook as well, Oki Podcast. Russell Sunny goes my personal. Uh, Oki Podcast is available everywhere. I would say Google it and you would probably find it or Google my name. Uh, I've also started two other, well, one other podcast. It's called Turtle Island Boys. We drop every Friday, not every Friday, every other Friday. And then I'm also a part of Unsolved Mysteries of the Reservation. We drop every other Friday as well. So, yep. Till next time, everybody. Peace. Okie Podcast, the number one podcast in the motherfucking world. He's not lying. Never empty handed. Line up.
put to work every single place I landed. G's perched with grace, campaign around the town. Started with selling dimes, everybody know me now. Fuck a hater, I'ma give me some money. Man, I miss my big brother, remember days we was bummy. We all ride until we die, screaming to the sun. Cutthroat, man, I miss you, you really was the one. These is gangsta heartaches, only cool it with the diamonds. We can't hide all the pain, but we definitely shining. Toxic traders getting money, my don't worry, I've been grinding. Streets never love you, hope you learn it as a youngin'. Crazy with the flow, know my name out here buzzing. I'm the one who got it hot. Why you fail, you in the oven, used to pray that we'll ball. Money tall as y'all me. Bless him with the game, don't thank me, it ain't a thing. G's got the song, baby. G's got the song. G's got the song, baby.